But yeah, with losing lives, I don't. I, I try and have them have different feels. So we started losing lives. I'd rather start that. But who's next? I'll click record whenever. Just catch... I, I kind of noticed he'll just bring up a conversation about something. Hey, what do you think about I this? Well, fucking blah, 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 blah. He says, click. Yeah. Uh, Can you describe to me John Holmes' penis? Uh, click. And then we'll just go about like, something What are you guys talking about? <laughs> it's funny. We'll, we'll go about the conversation with something. And you look over at Seth. You can tell he's recording when he's got like this stupid <laughs> grin on his face. And I'm like, you're okay with what I said? Well, it turns out I've been recording the whole time. So, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Like, I have so much good stuff. Can you, can you tell? Can you scratch out the part where I, I said topical cream? Can, can you can scratch you out the part where I gave my social security number? <laughs> I was just like, haha, I'm just joking. I don't use topical cream. That's not, not a thing. Nah, man, it's losing lives, and uh, we lost. I, I know I lost some lives on this one, man. So we go. We got to start it off right with the intro. Three lives down. You got enough in there to finish me off? One way to find out. Gross. This is not good. Saw you over there jamming pretty hard, Ryan. <laughs> I get excited every time you play it. <laughs> yep, they get some pump for this episode. House of the Dead 2, an actual sequel to the first one. So we have us, Ryan, here, and uh, Patrick. Yo. Good morning. Sure. Um, we'll watch it in the morning. It's typically released at 7.30 in the morning every Monday. That's where I looked at I'm like, what the... F- oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Whenever you're watching this, just think it's always morning. Um, uh, have you watched any House of the Dead one? Or do you know? No, familiar I, with it? I, I'm not at all. And uh, you, you told me to watch, watch part two, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna no, jump into it. You don't need to watch one at all. Don't. The, all right. The stuff, the girl, uh, the main girl and guy, when they were talking about his brother, was that from part one or no? Yes. It okay. Was. Okay. So th- there is some stuff, but everything from part one that you like may have needed to know was said in this movie so you're not missing anything you're talking about agent ellis when he was like sorry about your brother no that That stuff oh no okay agent ellis when he's talking about his brother in the beginning was that related i don't think that was related he was just saying his brother died no because uh when his brother died that had just happened yeah like a week ago yeah Yeah. a week ago so yeah that's right no the first movie if you remember in this movie there's a part in the middle of the movie where they find patient zero Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they do this little backstory thing about her getting interrogated. That whole thing they're referencing, she was even though it's a different actress from the yeah. one in the first movie. That character was in the first movie. Okay, okay, so it's it's what it's what they said to her when she was explaining what happened. He goes, yeah. "That's the stupidest thing I ever heard." Well, you know what? We'll we'll get into that in just a second. Um, so we've already really done the game the last episode, so we're not going to get too much into it, but since we got a new guest, I'll ask Patrick, what is your, your experience with House of the Dead? Any at all? I've seen it. It's the arcade one, right? They mm-hmm. had one. I've seen them in the arcades, and I've possibly played it, but it's not something I sat there and, you know, drain quarters in. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah, this guy. Yeah, you drank quarters in it. Mm-hmm. So, um... That comes from the first one. <laughs> Are you familiar with Uwe Boll? That he directed a lot of bad video game movies, right? Yes. yes. So he's the director of House of the Dead 1. And apparently that warranted House of the Dead 2. <laughs> Do you know the director's name for this one? It's uh, Michael Hurst. Michael Hurst. He directed this one. Do you know his uh, cinematography? Do you know what else wow. he's done? I'm not really too familiar with what he's done. I'll, um, I'll look it up in a minute. But um, Ryan... Was- you said, uh, well, to get back on that, so Uwe Boll, I'm going to look up his cinematography. And actually, the first House of the Dead movie is the very first Uwe Boll movie I've ever seen. Oh, yeah? It would have been Blood Rain, but for some reason I passed it up because I've never played it. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I played House of the Dead. I might know about this. I was wrong. Dead wrong. You said Michael Hurst, right? hmm So Michael Hurst, he's an actor. I guess he directed too. Mm. Oh, he's directed too. Let's see what stuff uh-huh. he's been in. Or stuff he's done. Killed it. Hercules, the show. Oh, uh, Legendary Journey. Legendary Fuck Journey. Yeah, he's done that. He's Why done, is not Kevin Serbo in that? There's movie a movie then. called Bitch Slap. Yeah, I've heard of that movie. <laughs> he's done that. All right. He's actually got a lot of fucking movies. Hercules in the Underworld. He's done that. Oh, yeah. He did, he did that one. Yeah, Ninja. This movie just named Ninja. I remember that movie actually. Uh, Pumpkinhead 4. Jeez. Are you familiar with Pumpkinhead? Is that uh, Blood Wings? Uh, Blood Feud. Oh, God. Okay. Come I was on, Ryan. Get it together. Uh, Blood Wings is one of them, all right? Yeah, Fuck. Encyclopedic knowledge of Hercules and the Amazon Woman. So he did that too with um, Kevin Sorbo. Did a lot of stuff with him. And the animated uh, Hercules and Xena. A lot of Hercules. Yeah, they did do an anime with uh, Kevin Serbo and uh, Lucy Lawless with the voices. Yeah, so that's some of the shit he's done as a director. He got the honor of doing House of the Dead. Apparently. They they told they came to him, they handed him the script and the first movie, and told him to not do this next movie the way the first movie was done, at all. <laughs> yeah, they did. They um, the company was trying to. They felt that the first movie kind of tarnished, you know, the the company. So they decided to try and redeem themselves. So when they got him to do it, they're just like, hey, don't show any scenes in the game. <clears throat> we don't want, it's weird because we don't want this movie to do anything with the first movie. But let's connect it, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. If you wanted to keep your distance from the first movie. Now, the first movie, just so you know, I don't know if you heard the the episode, but um, the first movie we actually kind of enjoyed because it was batshit fucking crazy. It The plot was these kids want to go to a rave on an isolated island somewhere that's infested with zombies, apparently, as they come to find out. And these kids who are just like college kids, all right? So they're like college kids. Get a hold of a bunch of guns and have a Matrix shootout with zombies. And it's fucking insane. And it's like a 10-minute scene of just like slow motion cameras spinning around, just shooting like these kids who are like, oh my God, I'm so scared. All of a sudden they get guns and they are like, murdering fucking zombies no reason but nothing's explained why they have I these could, abilities i can honestly say as terrible as that movie was i can appreciate the ending 
Oh, yeah. Because it was set up as a prequel to the video games. Yes. I appreciated that a lot. It was set up as a prequel. And then this movie... Said shit on that. Well, kind of. But it it spun off that, okay? So, in the games, which is actually the beginning of this movie. In the beginning of this movie, okay, you have the... um, the college scene where the fraternity is of the guys is going in on the fraternity of the girls. Zit. Yeah. So they're going in and, you know, we have, oh, oh, wait, let, let me play this scene here. God. Oh, God. Greg. Embarrassing. Oh, you son of a bitch. If I see those pictures oh. on the internet, you're a dead man, Greg. A dead man, you hear me? Like you're such an asshole. I saved myself for you. I did not know that one of my pledges was gonna do this. I oh, promise. God. I promise that I'm gonna severely chastise him. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> now that's the voice. <laughs> it's real rough. I'm in. James. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let me take a look I, at my artwork. I, I, didn't just, think they I just thought it was a weird coincidence. Yeah. In the episode. Not my best dead we started out talking about hey what do we think about marvel netflix and tim kind of um talked about how his distaste for luke cage and how much he didn't like shades and of course me being uh theo rossi's best friend uh i went (laughs) on his defense hey hey (laughs) <laughs> I had a conversation with him at Comic Con. We're, we're boys, okay. So we we uh, watched House of the Dead too, and then we, he we was fucking there. Yeah, we, we, we just light. talked about him. And all of a sudden, he, there that, he is. that was his only lines too. So what I played was his only lines in the movie. He does not show up again, and that was not it. even crazy. It was done, and we get to Doctor Curian. All right, and this is tying back to what we were just talking about before. That's Kieran, that old guy who hits that girl who was saying, oh, my God, and she runs out. She gets hit by a car by the old guy who's, like, the professor. Yeah, he's played by uh, Sid Heig. Sid Heig. He's Dr. Kieran, okay? So in the first movie, they had this guy called Rudy. And his last thing we come to find out at the end of the first movie, like a twist, is, like, he's Dr. Kieran, okay? And in the video games, Dr. Kieran in the first House of the Dead is the villain who, like came up with this serum and stuff like that that like made zombies. That's why you have a video game where you're shooting zombies. He, he's kind right? of a mad scientist mad. trying to play God. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> what his thing is. The movies went a weird direction with some uh, Spanish guy, I think it was. Some old Spaniard from like he's the like a, he's like a 1400s or something that like got marooned on this island and like experimented and became immortal and like started making zombies. Because. Yeah, because. Like it's a weird backstory for no reason whatsoever. The whole fucking movie we both did was fucking bonkers. But we enjoyed it because it was just fucking ridiculous. I mean, when you have a 10-minute Matrix shootout scene with zombies for no reason whatsoever and, but to have one. And, and, and for, okay. me, for me, trying to figure out what that guy's accent was. Oh, and in the first half of that movie, it was all titties and beer. Then the middle is Matrix shootout fucking scene. <laughs> and, and, and then and it ends with plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> this ties in with the video game yeah, franchise. Plot twist that nobody cares about. And throughout the first movie is a bunch of like quick clips and uh, scene transitions of the actual video game. 
So then you just have this actual video game footage in the middle of scene transitions. Yeah, yeah that, that works. <laughs> that works. It, it turns out Ovi Bowl, when he was given the project, uh, they, they gave him a bunch of footage. Like um, They told him what to do with the movie. Then he just said, fuck that. This is my movie. So instead of adding more footage, he, he cut out a bunch of it and just added scenes of the game. Just to let you know that this is this movie's based on a video. <laughs> yeah. So this movie did not do that. <laughs> At all. <laughs> this movie actually had half the budget too. I think uh the first House of the Dead had about thirteen million. This movie had six million. And this movie was put out direct to um sci fi. It came out as a sci fi movie. Which, I mean, I guess they cut out all the tits because in the beginning, like, there's that girl's huge tits. And then we see her tits and her vagina. And then, yeah, in the beginning. Hey, you want to be a star? Yeah. There you go. That's all you got to do. So, so in the beginning, we, 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 uh, we get this college scene. It has this, like, animal house kind of vibe to it. And they got the zany music, like you might have heard in the clip earlier. Where they're like just squirting girls with water guns. The, that dude takes his dick out at the front door. Oh yeah, wait, I think I actually... You've tried the rest. Now try the best. Oh, gross! Yeah. <laughs> so he takes his dick out. They all run in. No, they no, don't, what, no, what? I'm sorry, but what gets me is when that uh, when the sorority chick... Uh, walks out of the sorority house. They're all hiding behind bushes in yeah, front she didn't of the see entrance. Anybody? Oh, she walked. She right did out. not see a fucking person. No, not at Seth all. Seth and I, we had to pause it. Like, wait, we're wind that shit. No, you're it, telling me she didn't see a single fucking person when she walked yeah, out. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were wound it. She walks out, and they're like hiding in the bushes. They're right there, and she just like, hello, and she like twists her head back and forth real fast, and just leaves. It's like, there's like. Five guys right there. You didn't fucking see one? Like, okay. And then they go in, and then you get this one, too. No, stop. Fill me up, soldier. And it gets filled up with... They had alcohol in the fucking water guns. Now, one thing I find... Wait, what did she say it was? Uh, no, the guy... She asked earlier. I didn't catch the... I didn't put the whole clip in. Because when she squirts him, squirts him out, she uh, she calls what it is, and then she's like, fill me up. It, well, she's like, is it this or is it light? Like, if it's the full of light version. Because I kept thinking... He's like, it's light, and she's like, well, don't stop. Fill me up. You know? Because first I thought she said, is that, is that Coors Light? Not Coors, but it's, is, is, it's is something, it something. Yeah, I forgot which one. doesn't matter. i tell you one thing that's kind of interesting with this in the beginning, though. Is that Theo Rossi scene? Theo Ro- Rosie, Rossi, whatever the fuck Rossi. it is. Rossi's scene that I played. Uh, nowadays, that shit makes news headlines. That's like rape now, especially on college campuses. Like, he's like about to bang this chick, and the dude comes in and starts taking pictures, and then they're all just laughing and high fiving each other as she runs out covering herself up. And like, it's. It's funny because, like, nowadays, I think if you had a scene like that, it would come under, like, huge scrutiny than what it would, you know, before when it was played out, right? I'd like to point out that she said she saved herself for him. Yeah, that but too. She, she obviously knew what she was doing. Yeah. So this, this wasn't her first time. She could say that shit, but no, she knew what she was doing. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we get her nailed, and then... Um, Come to find out, she gets basically kidnapped by the evil professor. She she gets nailed by an old guy. Yeah, who's actually curious. Now, as they explain later in the movie, he's not the Curian 
from the first one. Because this would have to take place like 50 years in the future because Kyrian in the first one was like a 20-something-year-old. Like pre-med student. Yeah, and he was like a pre... They actually set him up to be that Kyrian from what it sounded like. What they explained in this movie, though, is that, no, that's not Kyrian. That is um, Kyrian's like dad or granddad or something like that, which I have a, I have the scene um, here that I play where they actually explain... The, uh, the backstory. The professor's son, Rudy, and his girlfriend came back here a few months ago, but she was different somehow, changed. She killed his son, but Kyrian kept her chained up here, convinced her blood held the key to eternal life. Generation Zero, the first hyper-sapien. Of course. The Isla del Muerte incident. They were both taken into custody by AMS, but... They showed no signs of infection, so they were released. Now, who are you people, and where the hell is Rudy? Let me see if I have this right. There was a crazy German priest. Spanish. Spanish priest. And he impaled you through the heart, killing you. And your boyfriend, Rudy, brought you back to life with an immortality serum. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why don't you tell me what really happened? So that scene there, the two guys that were questioning her at the end part of that clip is actually in the movie, the director and the producer of the movie. Right. So that ending where they were like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. That was, I believe them making their jab at Uwe Bold in his first movie. Um, because it, there was also something else when he goes, the German priest. Yeah. That's, oh, that's also a jab. At yes. Uwe because Uwe Bold's German. And she's like, no, the Spanish, because then the actual movie, it's the Spanish guy on this boat that's whatever. Why? Matter. Because. <laughs> yeah, why? Because. So we get that, and we get, um, I guess, Sig Heeg's only scene here is, uh, and he, he makes another reference to one of Uwe Bowles, because Uwe Bowles does Alone in the Dark, right? Yes. Yeah. So let me... Um, Come on. Breathe! Oh, shit. I don't believe it. How could it have not worked? It should have worked. Your motor function, your higher brain function should have all been restored. This can't be. Ridiculous. I changed the sequence, the base pairs. It should work. It must work. Even now, you hold the secrets of eternal life within you. And you hold on to them, keeping me... Alone. Alone in the dark. <laughs> Which is probably a movie we have to cover maybe next. Is Alone in the Dark. Sure, man. <laughs> but uh, so it, it ends up him, he gets the serum actually right. And uh, that girl who he hit with the car that was running away from saving herself from the first time. Uh, for quotation Rossi. marks for Theo Rossi sure uh, she ends up being uh, the one who she turns and she bites him and then it just spreads so then the plot of this movie ends up being that the AMS which is from the video games comes and teams up with I don't know what branch of military I'm assuming maybe Marines or Army I don't know they're actually they never really specify a particular yeah. branch they are I want to say they're also part of the AMS yeah. But they're not agents. They're like a 
They're like they would be like the SWAT team. Yeah, it's just like a more military Kinda, function. Yeah. Because so, even though they're they're all wearing mil, um, Marine Corps fatigues. Yeah. So basically, mm-hmm. what happens is once this outbreak happens, they keep it isolated within the college for the most part, and they go to the college to try and find Patient Zero, which is the chick from the first movie, which was the clip that we played. She's trapped, as we come to find out, in that college. And she's patient zero. So if they get her blood, supposedly they can make a cure. But, I mean, they basically almost kill every fucking zombie there. And then they blow it up with a missile. So, okay, you got a cure. (laughs) Everybody's fucking dead. But they do make it sound like there's other zombie outbreaks other places. So this movie is kind of confusing with the logic that if it all came from the island to here, then what are the other outbreaks about? Because, like, his brother died. A week ago. D- yeah, a week ago. Yeah, they they make sure they have these quick scenes. where These little things where he's just like, well, my brother was here. Yeah, I don't like how you make a light of the situation because my brother. My it's, brother. It's, <laughs> he's like, this will all be a distant memory. Zombies like AIDS and something oh. else. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, my brother's just a distant memory. Yeah, I got like, it right here. Fuck? You sure you could develop a serum from this? Well, not me. I'm just a grunt like you, but... AMS has some pretty brilliant minds working for him. Like Nightingale here. They believe if they can get the DNA from a first-generation zombie, Generation Zero, they can create an antibody. That way we can stop playing catch-up and actually end this plague once and for all. It's no different from whooping cough or smallpox. Really, it's just a matter of inoculating people against it. If we're lucky, a zombie plague will end up as a footnote in the history books. No worse than AIDS or bubonic plague. Yeah, and then that's when he says, like, oh, my brothers. I don't like the idea of my brother being a footnote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gives a fuck about your brother. Uh, <laughs> what, right? what about the scene where they're in the restaurant and Agent Nightingale is talking to oh, the youngster? I have one scene from that, but it, it's it, there is that. But I have the one where the, uh, the chef is the outside. Chef. And, who, who is actually an executive producer. Oh, yeah. In the movie. Nice. Um, let me see. I'm looking for it. It has uh, this. Hey, buddy. Is that when he puts hey. the food on the ground? He puts the yeah. food on the ground. And the feeds mostly like a homeless like guy. Problem. <laughs> ah, you want a filet mignon? Get a job. Yeah, you don't hand a human. Wait. This guy, even though he's homeless, like you, you can hand him the food. You, I would, I would say that. Tony and the Tony's restaurant of Lady and the Tramp uh. gives the tramp the food better than he goes to give this homeless guy the food. Wait, wait, hold on. What? I'm sorry, fellas. What was supposed to be his accent in this movie? And French. He sounded Spanish. Like he sounded I don't chulo. Know what go, he was if you go back and play that scene, he's like, hey, buddy, blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, let me see. Hey, buddy. French. That's French. That's French. Eat. Eat. Uh, yeah. Eat. Yeah. What is your problem? Uh, ah, you want a filet You Get a job. <laughs> he sounds just like Lemire from okay. from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he's one of the executive producers um, who wanted to be in the movie, and it's the scene where when both agents show up and they shoot him in the head. If you, I don't know if. I asked Seth if he noticed it, but he didn't. I don't know if you noticed, Patrick, 
where he gets shot in the head and falls to the ground, the cap comes off, and you can see his head clearly intact. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice, like, the main guy, like, a couple times, they show him, like, two different angles. Where he's got blood, no blood. Yeah, he's yes. like, he wipes his face clean, and then they show him from the side, he's got blood all over his face. Yep. <laughs> that was my thing with this movie. They got this, this plague and all this, and... These people are popping the zombies like right in the face and blood's all in their mouth and stuff. Like throughout no. the whole movie. How are you not getting the ambulance scene? They're having a conversation later. He's like, he sits there and he just shoots the zombie and the blood's all in his mouth and stuff. I was like, how does he not get infected? Oh, yeah, because the other guy gets infected from a mosquito, a mosquito yes. bite, which actually I thought was kind of interesting because I've never seen that. Like, it makes sense that mosquitoes would. You know, bite you and you can get infected, and that's kind of dangerous. Especially if it was done in Louisiana, it's very dangerous. Right, like we'd all be dead. <laughs> we'd all be zombies. <laughs> be over. But my thing is this: that in the entire movie, there was one mosquito, and it takes place overnight. And yes. this guy got bit by the one mosquito that yes. was indoors. It was trapped in a room. They <laughs> right. carried it from uh, from that island, I guess. Yeah, it's like they they did not care. They were covered in blood throughout the whole movie. Oh yeah, no, that was like, like, like just this to touch every- Again, on the ambulance scene, they're, they're sitting there having a conversation, and then the the waiter who got infected is in the ambulance, and like he starts like, and they just in the middle of the conversation, and then blood just splatters all over his ever, face, and it's all over her, and it's like, you ever, why would you do that? You ever notice how throughout the movie, <laughs> Ellis just casually shoots somebody? Now, just to backtrack, Ellis is the main character. He's the AMS agent because what it is is you have Ellis and Nightingale. They're the two AMS agents in this movie. And they team up with the group of military guys. It's just a bunch of guys and a few girls. And um, that's so when you're referencing Ellis, just so people know. All right. So he's Uh, he's the main guy. He's the main guy who teams up with all that fucking cannon fodder. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, did you ever notice how throughout the movie he just casually shoots people like this is every day for me. Yes. Every time I was like, oh no, I'm bit. Didn't say a word. He just pulls out his gun and just shoots them. Yeah, he, he was kind of quick to shoot the military guys and stuff too. But it, but I mean, that was supposed to be the deal. Like uh, he works for the AMS. He's been dealing with zombies. Like that was the kind of, they had this kind of back and forth between him and the uh, Sticky Fingers. Because uh, I'm just a grunt Sticky like Fingers is the rapper who plays the main like. He's oh, you talking about Blade? Head. He's oh, uh, I guess he's not Blade. Oh, he's on Blade. No, uh, you don't you don't remember the short ran uh, Spike TV TV series of Blade? Oh no, that well they did that for like a couple episodes and Sticky Fingers played Blade. Hey, I have his intro scene. We don't need special forces for this officer. Special forces. Amos can handle it alone. AMS cannot handle it alone. Says who? Says me, kiddo. He calls everybody kiddo in this movie. It's so fucking weird. I'm taking you and your men on this mission as a courtesy, not an obligation. Get in my way? You won't just be studying the dead, you'll be joining them. Understood? Sir. Gentlemen, this mission is too important for dick waving. I resent that, Colonel. This is how it's going to work. AMS will lead the science team, but you're under the jurisdiction of the special forces. Now, as you know, AMS is an international organization. They the want this talking. op under the strictest U.S. operation. She's actually. These instructions came in to me directly from the Secretary too. of Defense. 
Her legs get chopped staff. off in that movie but, by some president as instructed personally by the vice she comes president back himself. And as such, I expect lines. all of you She's to in a work wheelchair, very though. well together. She is. They were but, honest to that, but I don't know how she came back. But sure I'm like, wait, in the movie, her legs Nightingale, get cut you're off. in command she got of the science team. Sergeant Dalton will oversee the special forces. You and Ellis will answer to him. Am I understood? And here's another thing I didn't understand. What is she a colonel of now? The special forces team? Yeah. In yeah. the fucking first movie, she was Port Patrol. Yeah, she was. She was on a boat, like, trying to catch, like, pirates, basically. Like, she was Port Patrol. Now she's the head of this whole military operation, I guess, because she survived and the you zombie survived that thing. shit, you move up quick. Yeah, you and move up quick. That's <laughs> like the, the girl, when all the other people from the military died, she's like, Lieutenant? So like, hey, she's automatically. Yeah, I'm guessing they're going according to Starship Trooper rules. How you can go from a private to a general. Oh, and I like like how Sticky Fingers, his character. I don't know if you caught it at the end of that clip, where they're like, uh, where she dismisses him, and the AMS agent's like, yes, sir, and he dismisses him, and he's like, I be cool or whatever, like just something. You know, no, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Like it's just like, I can like, and he's just out. Like, actually, is that military? Is that what they do? It, yes and no. Okay. I could be wrong. For the, for the fact that what then they kept confusing me is he calls him Sergeant Major. <laughs> Sergeant Major is a super high rank in the enlisted, which honestly is not held by guys who are in their fucking 20s. <laughs> I'm talking about guys that are in like their Yeah, because Dickie Fingers, they call him Sergeant, Sergeant Major. Major. But then they call him Sergeant. I'm like, that's two different ranks. That's not the same fucking rank. Because if you're going to call him a Sergeant Major, you got to say Sergeant Major. Yeah. Because Sergeant Major is at the highest, where Sergeant is like maybe halfway point. Yeah. And and actually, if a Sergeant Major has been done more time than a Colonel, then yeah, he'll pretty much, he'll show him a lower respect, but he'll pretty much show him like, hey, my dick's bigger than yours. Yeah. So it's kind of however I want to talk to you. Because if you if you really want to backtalk me... We can either go up to the general or we can take it outside. Yeah. So it's however you want to do it. But just, I was just like, wait, he's a fucking sergeant major. Seriously? Yeah. No, also, another thing I wanted to point out. Yeah, I went back and watched all of it. Is when it showed those guys shooting at a target. There's a um, Paris Hilton. Well, before the Paris Hilton, there's the guy who's on the, the right side of the screen, but in the middle. How is he shooting? I'm looking at all these guys, and you see like the little dot, everybody mm-hmm. shooting. This guy's dot's doing this <laughs> all around the screen. And I'm like, what the fuck is he shooting at? What's? Yeah, but it was uh, there was a lot of those weird scenes and strange. Like uh, Patrick was saying with the blood, there was also a scene with the uh, Ellis, the main guy. He like stands in front of the camera, and there's like a gun butt sticking out. Oh, when he comes above out. his shoulder, and then the camera turns and it goes back to him in the same position, the same spot, and then the gun butt's gone. <laughs> or, or how that special forces team has all these like um, like super like super in shape, like all of them, and there's that one fat guy who's a private. Oh God! They got the Sarge, man! Not the Sarge! They got the Sarge! That guy. Yeah, yeah, that, that guy. 
Yeah, I think they're all like super fit people. Yeah. And they're all wearing like white tees and they just all came from working out. Yep. This guy's in his in his costume the whole time. Yeah. 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 As yeah, my wife pointed out, she's like, hey, he was in Miss Congeniality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. oh um, well, the, the uh, Spanish... Chick, what was her name? I think it was just Rodriguez. She she was in the league. Yeah, Rodriguez. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She kept, was Sophia Rux in the league. I love the league. And we kept calling her Sophia <laughs> the entire time. I was like, no, Sophia, you can't die. I was like, she died again. <laughs> she died again. <laughs> Rafi bomb. <laughs> so yeah, so she she was in here. They had a few like I say they're not big name, but there were a few yeah, the, like um, known type of the, character actors. The blonde hair lieutenant was in Cleopatra twenty five twenty five that I I used to watch on WGN. Oh yeah. Um, Nightingale was actually played in Two and a Half Men. Oh yeah. She was Charlie's love interest like off and on. Um. Yeah. Uh. The guy who played Ellis was in uh, Eureka. Ed Quinn. Eureka. Oh yeah, he was in Eureka, and Sticky Fingers was a rapper. Um, Unfortunately, that Slam. was kind. Of, yeah, that was kind of it. Uh, oh, that's what I was thinking about. The guy who played uh, Barton, I think, is um, let's see, James James Parks. Apparently, I heard he did a lot of stuff with uh, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, yeah of, my wife looked him up, and she's like, he was in every single Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, movie he's almost. in a lot of different. So he was kind of the creep guy, which actually I got a bit from him. What is it? Looks like a fraternity ring. Might be valuable. You're joking, right? Does it look like I'm joking? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. John can't come to the phone right now. He's dead. Yeah. So it answers the dead person in the zombie college area and uh, reveals that knowledge. And then and throughout, there's another scene where there's the dead. The, they shoot that chick, the naked chick. There was the other set of tits that was out in this straight to sci-fi movie. <laughs> and uh, he's like taking a picture with her. He's trying to get like a selfie done with the dead zombie chick and did, stuff. Did he invent the selfie? Like this this movie is old enough have done where it. he could have took the first. He invented one. the selfie. I'm gonna give it to him. He invented the selfie. Yep. And then um, he was a uh, he plays a character who kind of comes in at the end as a as a twist that was like. <sighs> Oh, no, he's this, a psychopath. Well, not just that, but this movie does this thing, right? So they go through all this shit to get the blood. They get out. They lose it. And then they go back in and get it again. And then they come out, and then they lose it again. <laughs> and, then they, and then they leave. And, and then like, they leave. <laughs> Can we go back and get it? No, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Well, I mean, a missile did drop on the building, so I guess. But he it's said too he late. called off the the rest. N- and plus, when the missile hit the building, the building barely broke. Like, it, was the <laughs> it was a small it was the worst. <laughs> It hit the I top mean, of the building. The building shook, and like one column fell. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it I'm is. sure she survived. I'm sure the corpse didn't take any damage. Yeah, but at the <laughs> but at the end, Barton shows up. And he like cut his hand off to get out because after he's um 
trying to take a selfie with the dead girl, gets a mosquito bite. And they basically lock him there. The two girls, uh, Rodriguez uh, and who was the other one? Yeah, the lieutenant. Yeah, the lieutenant. I'm trying to see if they're named. Which the whole time I was kind of... I was kind of wondering when they were going to have a lesbian scene. I was waiting for that, too. Yeah. I told my wife, they're going to make out at any time. No, they, they never did. They might have if Rodriguez... May, maybe maybe it was a scene where she's just like, you got it, ma'am. He goes, or you got it, Lieutenant. Hey, it's just Henson. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The, the acting ability... Felt like this movie could turn to a porn at any time. Because yeah, the acting anytime. wasn't great. But, but they're all, most of them were actors who have been in a number of different stuff. And I think they've been in it before this. Because I think this came out around 06, I want to say. Let me see if I'm right on that. Um, it, it's, it's weird we talk about that. 05. Having it a came lesbian out in 2005. Scene. But it's, and. Nobody, there's really no tension between any of them other than those two and maybe Ellis and Nightshade because they're partners. And at some point later, Henson's talking about when she survives this, I'd like to ask Ellis on a date because, you know, I want to plow him. And you're just like, wait, at what point did you express any affection for him? No, no, or, not or, not or, until what? this like last point when they she saw him being all macho and shit, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna bang this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if she would have said, yeah, I, I would have definitely liked to like scissor Rodriguez. We've been like, okay, yeah, yeah. That that came that scene when he she talked about him came at the part where they did a Walking Dead move, which I think they did it first. If this came out in 05. Or the, when he puts the blood on him? Yeah, so. because The Walking Dead did that in their first season, where they cut a zombie open and wear the blood so that they smell like the other zombies. Those bastards. Yeah. Just stealing stuff from, from great movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it is. Walking Dead was like, like watch the, House of the Dead too. They're like, perfect! <laughs> you got it, y'all. You know, I like it. how the military guy, the one that was the zombie, like everybody else smells him and just keeps walking. He smells him. And then he walks, and then he goes back. But yeah, he's already yeah, he goes back, like, but he's like, already he was gone. military trained. Yeah, <laughs> he's military trained, and has come through a zombie. He's like, wait a minute. Oh well, let's get into how these zombies walked around doing the windmill like all the time. They're swinging their hands. So, and and then that scene when they're uh, out of ammo and they're trying to get out, and they were just like pushing zombies. Like, they were literally surrounded, and the scene was kind of long, and them just. Pushing zombies and like kind of smacking them. It's like, why are you not eating? Like right. any other movie, y'all would have been eating. But because you're the main characters, we're watching you just kind of football shove zombies to the left and to the right, yeah, walking down the steps. More more people got attacked and, and bitten by zombies when it was just one zombie and like 10 people. Then yes. when they're in the room and there's like... 100. No, it wasn't a room. They were outside surrounded by zombies and when zombies get turned do they keep, with lots of mosquitoes do they get do they keep doing what they were doing before because like the football team was all zombies and still practicing until yeah. they smell people to eat <laughs> and yeah. the, the one zombie threw the football and the dude caught it i'm like this is horrible <laughs> yeah. if he would have threw it back and took one of their heads off i mean that would have been awesome well you see this movie uh, i was reading and watching some stuff on it and they tried to say that this movie tried to do this tongue-in-cheek thing where they were like they tried to be like kind of make jokes with it 
But I felt like it didn't really work in this movie because it had too much of like a serious tone where like the fun stuff didn't really play as fun. It just played as something stupid. Yeah, because they were trying to either go for a 50s zombie flick mixed with an 80s action movie. Yeah, is what is what they're were trying to go. But for. I don't feel like they hit it. Like it, it was very like uh, to me. I felt like this movie was like kind of boring. And really it, boring. It dragged out. Like the fun stuff wasn't that fun. You know, like the, that that football thing even was just like a oh that's stupid. Like it but, wasn't. Yeah, I laughed at the football thing and I laughed at the missile hitting the top yes. of the building. In the but pool. I don't think you the were supposed, still standing. You weren't supposed one- to laugh at the missile thing though. I think you were supposed to laugh at the football thing. Yeah. Not the missile I was like thing. this whole entire or, or, or not the CGI fire. Or like this, yeah. like we get lines like this that are like uh like a sick burn. Well I hope she lasts longer than he did. This Barton talking I about miss that ass. I mean when he got scragged it was no big loss, but whew, her. Now that is a booty call that I would not mind making. You an asshole all the time, Bart? Or do you take Sundays off for good behavior? Burn. <laughs> hey, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, one, one thing that also kind of put me off about this movie, even though it's a bunch of things, is uh, how in the beginning when they're in the locker room and they're all talking amongst each other and they're building up these characters just to be picked off so fucking easily. Well, like, I was supposed to care. It, well, won't, it, it was a zombie movie. So they're supposed to pick these people off. But so they were just trying to give, like, I guess... Typically, most movies like this give you, like, the prototype, right? So, they, they you have these characters, and they fit, like, certain character archetypes. Like, this is the funny one. This is the angry, serious one. This is the slut. This is, you know, all these different characters, right? And they fit these archetypes so that you don't have to really develop meaningful characters. You can develop characters that people can attach to and kind of recognize but because they're going to die. You're not going to have as much time to develop them. It's a horror movie. But they didn't really do that. I mean, you had, like, Barton as the douchebag. But, like, that that's kind of okay. That's that guy. Then you had Dalton, who's Sticky Fingers. That was the, the leader of the military group. The, the special sergeant forces, major. The sergeant major. Unquote. Yeah. Everybody else was just kind of there. Yeah, they had the, uh, the Asian medic. Well, yeah, but, I mean, even they that have. was like, okay... You know, like that wasn't even really a thing. It's not a character personality trait or anything that you can attach yourself to other than he's just an Asian guy who can do, deliver sick burns because that was him, you know, do you take Saturdays off or you're always an asshole? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it didn't really have any depth or anything to it. It was, it was very bland. I mean, the only thing that I thought was like, huh, was when they like – hooked it they they linked it to house of the dead one which house of the dead one actually had those type of characters you had the whore character you had the leader character you had the goofy guy character pretty boy you had the pretty boy character you had now all of a sudden they all turn into badasses for a matrix fight scene for no reason at all but that's why the first one's better than this one but i've heard so when i was looking at the reviews 
like just seeing what other people were saying about this movie, they were all like, "This movie is like a good yeah, zombie they're, yeah, they're, movie. They're, they're, it's it's good. It's way better than the first better one. Better picture, like, better quality. It's yeah. like the acting's better. I'm like, it's still bad. It still right? sucks. Still bad. <laughs> what are we talking? When I about? first turned it on, it's like the first five minutes. I'm like. This dude told me to watch a porn. <laughs> like, that's, like the, that's, the, that's the quality of the acting. Like, I was like, any moment out in the, the pizza guy. Whose house are you going to, Patrick? <laughs> Your wife just goes like, what so podcast wife, is my this? My wife doesn't like, like, scary movies. Yeah. But then, like, first five minutes, I paused it. And I went, it's like, hey. This, this isn't going to be scary at all. You come watch. Like, <laughs> without seeing any zombies yet, I was like, this isn't going to be scary. I, I you think, come watch it with me. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. without the title of House of the Dead, if I never showed you the title of this movie and just and just let you watch it, would you know what you were watching? No, no. It's just been a zombie movie. Like, it didn't have anything to do with the game. I mean, at all. If I if I let you watch the first one. Oh, yeah. We both made sure I knew by yeah. putting video game footage in the movie. So he like, this is a video game movie. Thanks, we both. Did, <laughs> did y'all see the after the credits scene? Actually, I don't think no, I did. No, Please, at least stop. Yeah, enlighten us. <laughs> oh, thank God. You <laughs> because I don't know why. I like watching credits run. Hey, they look, they the were doing Marvel's doing. Marvel took it, too. <laughs> Those bastards. House of the Dead 2, and we're like, we're formatting our movies this way. So basically, they had the doctor. What's his name? Doctor the... Curian. It was just basically him, like, breathing. <laughs> so they oh. show him on screen. He's like... <sighs> Would you really want to set up a third one? <laughs> Why? We didn't ask for the second one. Look, the first one was hilarious for all the wrong reasons, but we weren't asking right. for a sequel to it. <laughs> because it, it was hilarious, but at the same time, it's like, all right, this sets up the game franchise. Sure. Fine. Done. But then you do this, oh, actually, it kind of ties in with this one. It's like, no, you kind of just take a shit on all of that. I mean, at least I can thank the first one for this. They did not have a lot of moments like that. No, I got this. I can't see your nipples now. But that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. I I thought it was funny, like, the Nightingale character, she was was stuck under a table, and she's slicing that zombie ankles. Oh. She's knifing their ankles, <laughs> and she ends up making it out after that. It's yeah, like, of course, <laughs> but she's slicing ankles. Oh, I, I thought this was funny. This and is, she's covered in blood. They, they, yeah. they, they, they give her this like, why do they call you Nightingale? And you get this story. A couple of years ago, I was in the Peace Corps, right out of med school. Another Working med school in Africa. <laughs> Small village, good people. One day, everybody started getting sick. Wasn't AIDS or anything? AIDS again? How she keeps bringing up AIDS? <laughs> Just because it was Africa. Blood coming out of every orifice. <laughs> we set up a medevac, tended to the dead and dying as best we could. Wasn't AIDS or anything? I didn't eat. Didn't even sleep. Twenty four seven. Team from NSA came in. Wanted us to try vaccine they created. At that point, I would have done anything to stop their suffering did and they woke up they weren't alive they were dead but they were still walking so they had one choice i really machine gun point in the movie must have killed a hundred of them maybe more i lost count after a while she sliced they killed them all 
It's it's really bad. They were all dead. It's almost like AIDS. The men, the women, children. <laughs> it's like AIDS. You want to know why they call me Nightingale? It's when it started. It's a sick joke. Yeah, that whole story, I still don't really understand why what? they call it Nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and why I, was she counting it. them when she was killing them? Yeah, like, if like, you just put these one, people out there, I'm gonna keep count. After a while, between eighty and ninety somewhere, I lost count, and you know, I just start shooting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe we need to sit down and ask the real questions to serial killers. And like, when do you stop counting? Is it like after you get past fifty? It hurts eighty, ninety. And and how does the name Nightingale? tie into shooting people well uh, the idea of nightingale is you're like uh mr goody two shoes that comes in and like i think like because she because it was a he makes a thing like i know why they call you nightingale you do everything you always come save the day or do everything the right way or something and her she's saying it's a joke it's a sick joke that she was down there being miss nightingale but she murdered everybody but she was pretty much an angel of death yeah she murdered everybody there because of some kind of sickness that basically made zombies eight so it's like wasn't AIDS or anything yeah it wasn't AIDS or anything (laughs) well she keeps bringing it up then she's confusing me (laughs) yeah I think I think she had AIDS and she didn't (laughs) Yeah, she has. She AIDS. constantly throughout the movie, they bring up AIDS a bunch. <laughs> or, I don't know if it's. No, was, I, I was just thinking, if they make this zombie virus be just like the AIDS virus, like no, the zombie virus is already way like, worse than AIDS. No I, I, no, I just think while she was in the Peace Corps, everywhere she went, there people had AIDS. So she's just <laughs> shooting all these people. They're dead. I'm like, actually, they're alive. They had AIDS. They're dead to me. <laughs> It wasn't that like the last village I massacred it's just because the they all had cure. AIDS. It's the only cure for AIDS: the bullet to the brain. Now, what are the, the when she's popping people with AIDS in the face? Is she worried about their blood too? <laughs> no. no, apparently not. She's already got. I've got some on my lip. Or or when she, or when she was she was on that date and talking to that guy who honestly was uh, he worked at a Radio Shack or something. No, he worked there. Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster. Yeah, nobody knows that reference anymore. And she's just like she's just like yeah, I get it. I mean, you're a bad person, but not as bad as AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? what? Not as bad as AIDS. <laughs> what is her thing with AIDS? Yeah, man. So, I don't know. This movie was fucking ridiculous. This is, to me, I I could watch, if I if I had to watch Uwe Boll's House of the Dead again, I would gladly watch it over this piece of Do shit. Do you know how many things we could probably find if we watched it again? I'm not saying we should watch it again. No, I don't want to watch it what, again. What I'm saying is, it's just one of those things, just like, hey, we should just watch it just for fun. Yeah. Like, in the future. <laughs> in the near future. Because I'd rather watch that than, you know, her shoot a bunch of people with AIDS. Yeah. But, um, but hey, at least we got this. Come on. Oh, when he says reload. Yeah, that, that was, was like that game. was like a, yeah. a shout out to the game because in the game when you're playing, yeah, whenever you're shooting, whenever you run out of ammo, it's always like reload, reload, and you got to shoot yeah. off screen to right, reload. Yeah. You know, so. But on, on a controller, um, I know for the Dreamcast when I used to play House of the Dead Two, it was just the B button. Yeah. Reload. And I don't know if we said it, but Nightingale is uh, the other AMS agent that was like basically side by side with Ellis, the two AMS agents that ended up surviving. They were the only two that survived. All all the military personnel died. Everybody dies, but them two, they ride off after they went back twice to get this this blood because, um, let me see. I think I have it here. What? They have the, um, no, just, just out of curiosity, 
Was there ever a character or anything they mentioned of any importance of like Goldman at some point in the movie? No, they did actually. You're right. They mentioned Goldman. I cannot remember. Goldman, they mentioned it. Okay, it was when Barton was he got bit by the mosquito and they were in the room. Oh, the head of the the pharmaceutical company. Yes, because he was saying how, look, don't kill me. Because they were about to shoot him because he was infected. Because they thought he got bit by a mosquito. They had the virus. And he was like, look, don't shoot me. I'll give you each $500,000 each. Cause, and they're like, how are you going to have that money? And they, he said, look, we're going to get this zero patient, patient one. And uh, we're going to get the blood to Goldman, who is a pharmaceutical company that they'll pay us out. And oh, that's true. I, I, and I, 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 Goldman is actually, like, Curian is the main villain of the first video game. Goldman is the villain of the second House of the Dead too. Gold Goldman read the um, he he ran the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company that funded Doctor Curian. Yeah. So after Doctor Curian, quote unquote, dies. Oh, and, and he let, takes over. Let, let me tell you this, Patrick. The story is not intricate, not complicated at all in the games, right? Like right. it's not the voice acting. If you listen it's to atrocious. House of the Dead one, we played a clip. Of all the bad voice acting from the game, from House of the Dead 2, we played on there, where it's just like, Go on! Stop! Please, you must stop! And like, Goldman's laughing, he's like, ha, ha, you talking ha. about? You're talking about <laughs> such lines as, welcome, friends. Welcome, friends. Yeah, the, and the lines are delivered just here. like, like we compared it, or Ryan compared it to, um, imagine if you had to deliver lines for a movie, but all you got is one cue card at a time, and each cue card only had one word for you to say, so uh, it was like, go. where are now. you going? I don't, <laughs> it's just a guy it's, flipping cue cards. It's like, That's, I <laughs> am Goldmine. <laughs> Ha ha ha! Just throwing cue cards. That's how Sega Sega is notoriously bad for for uh, for voice acting. I remember. Oh uh, yes, and in the first movie, there is at the rave. It's funded by Sega because the rave. There's a stage with the Sega banner on top, and there's like this naked chick just fucking dancing as hard as fuck as she could on the stage. Well, you can see Sega in the background. Well, you see Sega in the background. See, Nintendo wouldn't play that shit. They would have bought those movies and put them in the vault. Put those movies in the vault! Listen to who's Nobody next episode. Nobody naked Listen to who's next podcast episode to get more on that. <laughs> Ryan regales us with those stories. <laughs> and more. Well, Sega has House of the... Sega has the rave. Nintendo has super horny, brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but is um, I mean that's fucking the movie. Is there anything particular scenes other than the stuff we talked about that you want to get to or character in particular that you want to get to? What about that? What about that couple when they went into the backstory? It's like, how the hell did you know that? Oh yeah, they went bit by bit. They're like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. It's like, oh yeah, the guy. If I I were the agents, I'd be like. Well, Who the fuck are you talking about? I'm assuming they know because the girl in particular said that she worked under Dr. Curian um, in the lab. And basically, Rudy came back and died by his girlfriend. Because in the first one, his girlfriend gets stabbed. So, Curian, young Curian, Rudy, who's um, the Dr. Curian in this movie's son, he took blood from the, uh, the guy they killed who was basically... 
at the actual patient zero. He's the guy who was the scientist who came up with all the zombie serum stuff. He puts that in his girlfriend to keep her alive because she got stabbed through the chest. So at the end of the movie, it ends off with him flying back to America, basically, and his girlfriend's alive by this. So that's how AIDS came to America. Yeah, that's how AIDS came to America. <laughs> so um, when they're telling that's why Nightingale has to stop them all. And, and they're saying, and they're saying that that girl killed his son, but he kept Doctor Curian kept her in this little vault of his own, like a Nintendo vault, and kept her in there next to Super Hornio Brothers. <laughs> next to Super Hornio Brothers. That's what I she think was forced to watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Thought she was always grunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're flicking that bean over there. Oh shit. <laughs> Which also was a funny thing too that um, they were trying to get samples and they were testing them to see what generation. Everyone, it looked like they would like knock the zombie down or incapacitate him in some way, but keep him alive while they took the sample. Right. So when they took. The last one, the patient zero sample, they killed her. Yeah, she was dead. So, like, then they go back to get another sample. But it's like, if you could just get a sample while they're dead, why not just fucking kill everybody and then go through the blood? Right. <laughs> like, I don't understand because that was the whole point. Like, they, they left. He loses the blood. It falls out of his little sack. And it's like, oh, shit, we got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> go back and they still fucking lose it. There's only 14 and a half minutes till the bomb. I and mean, then the movie ends in 30 minutes. Yeah. And you've only dropped one bomb. <laughs> yeah, one bomb. <laughs> Knocked down one column. Yeah. So I guess does does like after the missile hit, the it cooked the blood so it's not usable anymore. Or like it like it broke, but there's still some scrapes of blood in the vial and shit. Like, is that not enough? Do you need a certain amount? Like you should be able to just No. They 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 could they could make a they they could uh yeah why am I even trying to explain this honestly they they could take the blood cells and they can multiply them or put them stick them in a bone marrow to make them multiply more it's like no they're gone fill me up soldier they know they're gone we should go back no they all have AIDS. Let's not go back. <laughs> Why was the military so gun shy? Like every time a zombie popped out, they all just froze with oh, the gun. Oh yeah, and then there was like that one scene in the library, right? The librarian so, was hilarious. Though. Hey, yeah. you, and you can clearly see. Yeah. Oh, I got that one here. Then we get the bad one-liner. Sorry about the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like noise. Ellis does this on a daily basis <laughs> as an agent of AMS. Oh yeah, we gotta have the bad one-liners here. That's the uh, we keep it comical, keep it hey, light. Hey Ellis, what was today's sick burn? Yeah, well, <laughs> that was actually the Asian doctor. I was like, I, I walked into a coffee shop and I was out. I shot the zombie cashier and said, "Keep the change." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Boom, nailed it, like, Ellis." Ryan, why aren't you writing more movies? <laughs> Boom, Ellis, you nailed it, buddy. I, sh- I sure did. So yeah. did my brother. Yeah. <laughs> so did my brother. <laughs> he used to nail it like what if, that. What if the plot twist was that his, his brother died of AIDS? Yeah. <laughs> That's why Nightingale shot him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. I wasn't infected. <laughs> but I have AIDS. But Nightingale was so calm. She yeah. was just so calm with the whole situation. Just like, yeah, whatever. But 
Those people with AIDS. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't, sta- I don't care. Gross. And they mentioned you them. could see through her shirt when they took her arm off, and you couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> that totally wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, why don't we go ahead and get into rating this movie? So I'll start with Ryan, go to Patrick, and then I end. <sighs> it's out of five, isn't it? Uh, it yeah, four. Sometimes I can't really remember. It is five lives down or one if you gained a life. If it was good and you could say you gained a life, you gained one life. Um, For me, it's kind of back and forth because, yes, the production, not not saying much on it, but the production was a little bit better. The acting was better. A little bit. It was better. A a lot. (laughs) As a movie, it was better. No scenes from the video game, not letting us know, oh, shit, this is House of the Fucking Dead. Yeah. Because here's a scene from the game. It was better. Not saying much, but it was a little bit better. Mm. But for me, I really did like the ending to House of the Dead 1, where it ties in with the video game. Take it, you don't like Uvi Bowl, that's you. Hell, he'll fight you in a boxing match, he'll beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he made that but, threat. <laughs> but I will... There's the critics who review his movies. But so honestly... So might get in a fight with Uwe Bold over th- this. There's not a whole lot of movies. Well, we can... actually gave him a decent rating. Yeah, yeah. We, it was a really decent rating. Yeah. But there is not Fear. a whole lot of movies I can think of that I can bitch and moan throughout the whole movie and complain about it. And then when I see the ending, it's just like, okay, yeah. fair enough. And the first house of dead did that. Well, apparently, if you would have stayed to the ending credits, you would have got your end of scene too, where you got to see Curian breathing. See, sick, he beating it to Super Hornio Brothers. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he died in that vault too. <laughs> He's like, that's where I put it. Locked in it. It's next to the eight. You know, that, you know, that's why House of Dead Overkill came to Wii only. It's all in the vault. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But it's like, I was kind of. It's like I was losing lives and I was gaining life because it is a better movie than House of Dead One. It's just, it's just, just takes this. Not as fun though. Not as fun. Not, not it as was fun. boring and it takes a shit on the yeah. ending. I mean, which which set up to me was the franchise. Yeah. So if I had to lose any, I'd probably lose three. Three lives, and three I think lives. you lost two in the last one. I uh, lost two. So that so do you do you know how our grading scale works? I, I figured it out. Okay, pretty. Pretty smart um, guy over there, huh? I'd I'd say I'd, I'd say lose three. Um, me twice and my wife once. <laughs> she watched <laughs> she watched it with me. Uh, yeah, I didn't see the first one, but the the acting was like porno quality. Like <laughs> these people just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me. The the Bart guy was probably the best sell of his character, <laughs> yeah. which is saying you know. Yeah, I actually did enjoy Bart's crazy bullshit when he was trying to take a picture with the dead chick and everything. I was <laughs> laughing; it was just so stupid. I mean, I mean, take it. Ellis was a likable character, but it just seemed like he he just seemed like a walking one liner. Yeah, he, like yeah. if this came on and it was in like one in the morning, I'm tired and I can't find the remote. You know. <laughs> And I left you it on. Be like, where's the remote? It'd be, it'd be a little bit entertaining. It was like, okay, that wasn't so bad, yeah. but it it wasn't it wasn't a good movie. Yeah. Well, that when I saw it with Seth, it was it was kind of entertaining because we just ripped on the entire movie. Yeah. So the, well, I'm, a, I'm a it is funner when you watch it with somebody to rip on it with. Yeah. Me and my wife were going back uh, like every every little scene. Like, yeah. This is so just imagine if, if uh, you and I watched House of the Dead. Blood. I was hoping it had a scene like Legend of Chun Li did. 
In Legend of Chun-Li, there's a scene where M. Bison is standing over Chun-Li. Then the boom mic pops out right there. And they kept it in the final cut. So you can see it if you go watch the movie. <laughs> and I was waiting for something like that to happen. Because this movie had a bunch of little mistakes like that. Like the blood on the side of his face. Then he's clean. Then the blood on the side of his face. But, then he's clean. Hey, hey but, but we did we did get something that was from Legend of Chung Lee. Which, honestly, this was out before Legend of Chung Lee. So I think Chung Lee got it from this movie. Okay. Is to have a theme song in your movie that mentions the title well, of the movie. Well, this movie didn't. The first movie did. Uwe Bowles copied. Uwe well, Bowles well, we're talking about the first movie. Oh, no. We've been talking about the second movie, man. I've been talking about the first movie. Well, I don't know what the fuck are you doing. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is about the second movie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying when I first mentioned, hey, wouldn't it be something if you and I would have watched that first movie? Oh. We would have ripped on it. Oh, I thought you were talking about the second but, movie. But, it would, but I thought when you were talking about if this movie would have had mistakes like that, whatever, it would have been funny. But I'm like, well... Hey, it has an original theme. Yeah. So that one does. How's the dead This one doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Unless Sticky Fingers did something I don't know about. Which I'm surprised he didn't. I would have been a better movie. Sticky Fingers didn't do a song for this movie. I he, wanted... he didn't do a song for Blade, so he didn't do a song well, for this movie. Well, I think if anybody's listening, everybody should get on Twitter oh. and then just like, if Sticky Fingers is on there, just be like, where's our song? How's the dead too? Where's our theme song? I lost four lives. I'm going four. Because like I was really bored. I didn't really care for this movie at all. It wasn't a complete five lives down. Not like I think we've had Legend of Chun Li and Devil Dragons have been our five lives down movies. So this one though, I mean it just kind of dragged. I mean there was some stuff that was okay and had you some of the typical zombie movie shit, but I mean it, it just wasn't as fun or fun. It, it was I think it was harder to laugh at than like Uwe Bowles. Uwe Bowles, you can laugh at it and be like, "This is fucking ridiculous," and like this one, like tried and it actually, like maybe if it had a better budget or something like that, it could have actually been like a good zombie movie. It just yeah, it didn't really have it. It was just a lot of like stupid stuff. It, it really did not need to use other than the fact they used AMS. And a couple of name jobs as far as Goldman and Dr. Curian. Yeah. This did not have to be a House of Dead movie. No, it did. It did that, that's the other thing, too. Yeah. Like, that whole, like, linking it all together like that, it, it wasn't needed at all. It didn't make any sense. Like, I mean, it was just... And then if they were trying to distance themselves from Uwe Bold, yeah, why, why link it to his movie? Like, that doesn't yeah, make that, any fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, that's, that's one of the worst things. That, yeah. That and uh, all the AIDS in the movie. Yeah, all the AIDS. <laughs> Just all um, the AIDS. But I mean, was 2005 like a super scary year for AIDS? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the I writers, mean, for us it was Katrina. That's maybe, all you remember from 2005. Yeah, exactly. But I don't remember the AIDS outbreak. The writers then, maybe one of them had AIDS, and they were like, this is scary shit. <laughs> and they're going to compare the zombie. Like, dude, what is more scary than zombies? My fucking AIDS. <laughs> this is what's more scary I mean, than I'm surprised zombies. it wasn't said I, in the movie. I think, I, I think what happened was the writer got done fucking this chick and while he was writing this movie, he got a letter in the mail that's like, I just need to let you know you are a sexual partner with me and I have AIDS. Oh and he was like, fucking shit. So then when he started writing scenes, comparing the virus, he was like, shit's like bad like fucking AIDS. <laughs> I, I, I always thought it was just a bad joke and just add in the movie. He's like, man, Katrina hit and, and it did a lot of damage. It's like, well... Probably not as bad as AIDS. Not as bad as AIDS. <laughs> we got something here. You can imagine like a presidential speech and they're giving it and they're like, this is the worst tragedy in human history. 
Besides AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something Trump would say. <laughs> yeah, I don't have power in Puerto Rico, but at least I don't have AIDS. <laughs> so it turns out they don't have AIDS. <laughs> so we'll give them AIDS. <laughs> that reminds me of that South Park bit where um, they was doing the um, subway. And he was like, guys, I got to tell everybody the truth. I didn't lose this weight just from Subway. I also lost it because I have AIDS. And everybody was like, what the fuck? He's like, these AIDS right here, they help me with weight loss by doing training. No, what What about, <laughs> what about the actual... And everybody was like, oh, we thought someone gave you yeah, AIDS. <laughs> what about the actual episode where, they, where it dealt with AIDS? Did um, you see that one? I've seen them all, so I have. I just have to refresh me. Which it's where Cartman down. gets a blood transfusion, oh, and he's given yeah. AIDS, and then he gives it to Kyle. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, they're trying to figure out how the fuck do we get rid of AIDS? Is that the one where they go to Magic Johnson's house? Yeah, and, and just then like, he injects a, money into his bloodstream. Yeah, and, and they're like, how much? AIDS? It turns out that this is the thing that got me about the episode. It had me dying, and maybe I'm just a sick fucking person. Is when they figure out uh, to cure AIDS. It takes a hundred thousand dollars to cure AIDS. <laughs> so they would take the hundred thousand dollars, they would shred it up, put it in a syringe, and they would inject, inject it, it. And AIDS is cured. The next scene is it shows them in like uh, I want to say Africa. It shows them in one of those like really poor AIDS infested countries. Yeah. And as a car drives up to this village while they're just sitting there on the ground looking at him. And he, the guy pops out of the car and goes, guess what, guys? We have good news. We found out how to cure AIDS. All you need is $100,000. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> he jumps back in the car and drives away. <laughs> and the village is like staring at him. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Maybe they need to go down there and help them out with that. All right, we got the trailer here for House of the Dead 2. Let's listen to the trailer and shut this shit down. Based on the hit video game series. This is where it all started. The first zombie was created here. How? The professor was trying to bring back the dead. It's a new infection. It's deadly. We've lost contact with our Ford Recon patrols, but before we did, they confirmed a stage one outbreak at a university campus. Careful. It spread through the victim's blood within seconds. Get away from him. And within minutes, the dead will walk the earth again. There's a dead man walking, he just doesn't know it yet. But this time... We're a medical research team! We're here to help! She's leading a team of operatives. She didn't have contact with another person. Could the infection have gone airborne? We gotta move! Prepared to stop the virus. First hypersapien. We can get a sample of her blood. We might just be able to synthesize an antidote for the infection. No matter what. <laughs> Emmanuel Boucher of Saw 2 and Glenn of Starship Troopers 2 with Sid Haig from the Devil's Rejects and Stinky Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's not from any dead too. Wait, wait. So who's leading a team of operatives here? Stinky, I don't know. She said, it's like, she is leading a team of operatives. I'm like, all right, first off, who's leading what? Yeah, I think... Sticky Fingers was leading this special forces team. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not even operatives. 
I like how most of the movies, the people they were in, their their big movies were all sequels. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it pretty fast. Saw too. Uh, no, what gets me Devil's is- Rejects. And what was the guy? Ed Sid Heeg. No, Ed Quinn. No, Sid Heeg's Devil Rejects. Uh, Sticky Fingers. The girl, um, was it Alien Vasquez or something like that? I think was her name. I, I like how. Oh, em- Emmanuel Vegera, I think. And I forgot, what did they say Ed Quinn's sequel movie was? I don't remember. I just thought it was quick. And how, Sticky Fingers. And Sticky Fingers. How, how fast he said it. Just letting you, just letting you know. What, it's like, this is the movies they're in. It's like, oh, Saw 2. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, let me do these last four things. These last thing. This is the uh, trivia. This is the thing. Um this is one of the very few movies where the zombie movies where zombie is spoken. This movie says zombie 15 times, but they also call them hyper sapiens was the other name for zombies for them. But yeah, they, but they also call them zombies name. too. And they just stick to calling them zombies. Um, there's only one other thing. Director Uwe Bold did not return to the sequel. They said it was due to his commitment to Blood Rain. When asked about the dead sequel during his production, Bold himself wished the crew good luck. So, according to this, though, it sounds like they tried to offer it to Uwe Boll again. And he, of course, had the more important task of doing the Blood Rain movies. Where we can see Christina Logan's titties. Yep, we do get to see those titties. We're going to have to see those titties sometime down the road. Pretty soon. Yeah, we're going to do Blood Rain. So, maybe Patrick will join us for that. And, and, and it's weird because <laughs> I guess since Tim, well, maybe he can. Maybe I'm thinking since Tim's back. You think Tim's going to make us do this whole Uvi Bowl marathon? Well, I don't think Tim actually is back. So, um, Oh, well, I thought he came back. Well, kind of. He's just kind of... I don't know what Tim's situation is. Well, I'll tell you what. Every time he comes back, we'll do an Uvi Bowl movie. I would it this way. I wouldn't rely on Tim doing these episodes too often. But he's always welcome to come in whenever he wants to. He just got to let me know. Fair so, enough. I just feel this is his idea. He's just he's got a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, it is his Uwe Bowl. We should force him by gunpoint to do the Uwe Bowl movies and then talk about them. Because he wanted to come here. Because but we we still have This is not Uwe Bowl's movie. So it's it's not. But like I said, we still have Alone in the Dark, Postal, um all the Blood Rains. Yeah. And the name of the Kings. We still have all that shit to cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got our work laid out. We haven't even started the Resident Evil movies, which isn't done by Uwe Boll, but there's that series, too. So. I'm surprised he didn't do a fucking Resident Evil movie. Yeah. He should have done one. They should have just, like, you get to do one because you've done so many video game movies. I was like, and put as many scenes as the as the video game in here, please. And it might have been better than the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> we might have got 10-minute zombie Matrix scenes with spin-around camera shots. Oh, and also, whenever somebody died in that first movie, it would stop, the camera would spin around them, and the screen would go red, like in the video game. Letting us know that they died. <laughs> Letting us know that they died. I'm surprised well, after the, the success of Goldeneye on Nintendo 64 that yeah. people died. We both was like, that's a good tactic. We'll do it for this movie. <laughs> you know, it's funny because in the actual movie of uh, Postal, he actually pops up in that movie. Oh yeah, he pops up. He's wearing like a a, a leader hosen because he's German, and he pops up talking about, "Oh, I'm the director of this movie. And I'm so proud." And all of a sudden, um, 
the the creator of Postal jumps up on stage. He goes, "It's like fuck you, Uvi Bowl. You done fucked up my franchise with this shitty movie." <laughs> They're just like, "You're terrible." And he's just like, "Whatever, man. Fuck you." And, and, they, and they get into like a huge old fight. And I'm like, "This is in hmm. the movie, or this is like something? This is in the movie. Oh wow! This is in the movie Postal. That's amazing." Because it popped, because it popped up, and you see his name, and uh, it says creator of Postal. No. Well. Again, this is just this comes out in the month of October. We're doing horror movies for October. We're gonna do one more movie. There's gonna be horror themed. I think we're gonna do Alone in the Dark. I think it looks like it's gonna be it. <sighs> we're gonna hold off on Silent Hill. We'll probably do that. Are we doing just one? Or are we future. doing both of them? There's two Alone in the There's Dark. There's two. What the fuck, man? Yeah. I guess we'll do both of them. It, it's weird. It's weird because the first Alone in the Dark, just like the first House of the Dead, went into theaters. Yeah. The second one went straight to sci-fi. <laughs> That's amazing. It is. Did they but come it's out not. before House of the Dead? Alone in the Dark? Um, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Patrick, for joining us for this episode. No problem. Appreciate it. And um, me and Ryan, see y'all later. Later. Take care.